welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, everybody. Let's begin with prayer. Father, as we continue our series on our fear not today, Lord, we're going to be specifically addressing worry. Uh, please be with us as we now look to the scriptures and as we tell stories and as we continue, Lord, as we pray, uh, Lord, put imprint in our brains and our hearts what you have us would want us to learn today. In Jesus name. Amen. Uh, one of the greatest entertainers of all time, Frank Sinatra made millions and millions of money. But towards the end of his life, uh, his daughter, uh, Tina, shares some of the struggles that he faced, and actually even as a family. And she writes in uh, the book, uh, My Father's Daughter. Towards the end of his life, he was still concerned about earning enough money. And says, he says, I've just got to earn more money. And Towards the end of his life, even though he'd made so much money over the years, he didn't manage it well. And so there was uh, a bunch of financial wrangling, as, as Tina put it. And especially even towards the end of his life, his performances were not up to par with what they had been in the past. In fact, he would even resort to teleprompters. And uh, there was even one show, I believe it was at the, the Desert Inn, where he was still, he was using a, uh, a teleprompter. But even the one song he was singing at the time, the uh, second time around, a song that he'd sung thousands and thousands of times, he couldn't remember the lyrics. And he played it off as if he wanted the crowd to sing along. Fortunately enough, the audience saved him that time. But she started talking to him, Dad, perhaps maybe you could start to slow down. You could even retire. It's okay. But his response was, you got to hit out before you hit the mat. One of his old boxing maxims. He wanted to retire at the top of the game. But even as he was pushing 80 years old, he refused to quit because he was worried about his finances. And not just for him, but for the rest of his family. After another show that just didn't go well. Basically, it was, as she put it, a fiasco. She said, Pop, you can stop now. You don't have to stay on the road. And his response was, no. His face and his body was stricken. No, I've got to earn money. I have to make sure everyone is taken care of. And even since his death, as she writes, her family constantly is at odds and they financially it was just they financially they tried to fight over his fortune frank sinatra one of the greatest entertainers world renowned you hear that name everybody recognizes and everybody knows that smooth voice his whole life and especially towards his life end of his life was filled with worry to make sure that his family would be okay. But even then, after his passing, his family fought over the fortune that he had made. Worry. 
Worry has a profound effect on our lives. In fact, even John J. Chapman, he writes, people get so in the habit of worry that if you save them from drowning and put them on a bank to dry in the sun with hot chocolate and muffins, they wonder whether they are catching a cold. <laughs> worry. And, you know, I, now naturally, of course, worry is a natural, perhaps fear and emotion. But if we get caught up within it, it can do great damage. And there's many things that we could be worried about. As we've discussed, you know, one of the primary ones right now is the pandemic, the COVID-19. Uh, we have fires, of course, raging. But even as we, we get older, as we start to age and mature, our bodies change. Our bodies don't work as, as if, as they used to. We sometimes forget, you know, as we, we get older that, uh, you know, we may sometimes not be that spry young chicken that we were in, yet in our hearts and our minds we are, our body doesn't seem to follow along. Perhaps we could be worried about money or our future. Will it be able to sustain us even beyond perhaps uh, as we retire? Perhaps as well you're worried about relationships with your spouse, with your children, a friend, a colleague. These are just some basic common fears that we may experience. And as we go to Matthew 6, we're going to spend some time in Matthew 6. In verses 19 through 24, uh, Matthew talks about this, uh, this antithesis um, of treasure. Where do you store it? Are you focusing on the things of the earth or are you looking more towards the future of storing your treasure up in heaven? What are your priorities? Are your priorities I'll focus on the kingdom of God or of here and now, trying to earn that extra dollar, everything you can to achieve success, fame, reputation, notoriety. He also talks about light and as well of serving two masters. At the end of the day, do you choose to serve God or do you choose to serve money or mammon in some translations? And in verse 25 here, Matthew writes, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about the body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And put this in context where Jesus, he's, uh, uh, he's in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. He's standing on this, uh, this hilltop. And, and there's many people surrounding him. And as he's projecting his voice, people have a visual representation of the nature. And as he continues, uh, this will become more uh, apparent. So he's, he's literally, hey, look up in the sky. There's birds flying. They don't have to worry about sowing or reaping. God still has provided. Now, in the, this uh, particular uh, set of verses. The first one, in verse 25, it says, therefore I tell you, do not worry. And the worry, the Greek word for that is merimnate, okay? And uh, to be anxious. 
to worry about. And yet there's a couple of things that we can take from this uh, set of first set of verses. Number one is overall that worrying is futile. There's nothing that we can ultimately gain from worry. While it can be some an experience, an emotion, to dwell on it, to think about it, to worry your whole life away is not going to do much good for you. In fact, uh, somebody made this comment where, imagine yourself year, a year ago exactly, one year ago today. What were you worried about? It was a year ago. You can't remember. Or maybe there's something that was happening that was big in your life. Sure. But the day-to-day, it was a year ago. Did you grow from it? Did it help you? And yet there's also a second lesson in that life is based on faith and trust in God to care for us. Much like the, the birds in the air. And as we'll continue on as we read, it's evident that God cares for his creation. The birds of the air, they're just birds. But yet they're still able to, to grow and not perhaps even just to survive, but to even thrive. They fly in the air, they feed, they take care of their young, and life goes on. And we find the third lesson that we can take, especially from this, that kind of helps permeate through the rest of this chapter, is that worry can lead to doubt. In fact, uh, it, it, uh, as Matthew points out, worry is that of the pagans. And pagans, it's not like he's trying to... Uh, to beat up on them or to put it in, in a negative tone, but that they just, they don't know. They're not present. They don't know God. And so worry leads to doubt. So as you continue in this chapter, where again, worrying is futile. Life is based on faith and trusting God to care for us. And worry leads to doubt. Matthew continues where he says, and why do you worry about clothes? You know, clothes back then, if you didn't take good care of them, a moth or, or uh, could easily destroy the clothes. Or even the flowers of the field. Again, he's on this mountain. He's telling them, and, and perhaps maybe there's lilies or whatever kind of flower there, okay? They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon. And Solomon, one of the greatest, uh, one of the wisest, most uh, wise kings and Somebody who lived well and all of his splendor was dressed, was not even dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not more clothe you, you of little faith? In verse 31, it also says, so don't worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For in verse 32, for the pagans run after all of these and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And when he, he says the pagans, another way we could say it is the Gentiles. Okay. Because that's what the Gentiles were after. They were seeking fame. They were seeking notoriety, making money. And while, yes, you have to work to earn a living. Don't let it be your all consuming fire and passion. Because all of that, all of the money that you may make, all of the fancy clothes or the fancy car that you drive, all of that, much like the grass, is just going to be thrown out into the fire. It's not something that you can take with you after you're dead. And here, 
Matthew then po- points out where Jesus, Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and righteousness. What is it that we should look for, that we should base our whole life? And that, especially in the book of Matthew, the kingdom of God is a big theme. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you as well. So therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own trouble. So in this second set of verses, especially in verses 33 and 34, there are two key principles that we also need to remember is that of to seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. Seek God that to live a life in Christ and to grow and to do God's bidding, God's calling to live as Jesus would want us to to love, to care for one another, and to share the gospel. And as, as, a, as a reminder, in, in verse 34, he says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own trouble. And so Jesus is also saying, Hey, live your life. Be able to experience the present. Live one day at a time. You know, when we worry about the future, we worry about tomorrow, or we worry about November, we worry about uh, a year, 5, 10, 20, 50 years from now. If that's all is on our mind, it robs us of our inability to be able to enjoy what's around us, even now today. Today, what are you appreciative of? Being able to worry robs us of the ability to be able to appreciate the meal that's before us, the time that we have with our family, the time uh, worry can rob us of even us spiritually being, if we're so worried that we begin to doubt God's ability to care for us. When we're worried and we're not able to be thankful, all the mighty power and works that God does in our life, slowly but surely, we can't see those things and doubt begins to creep into our faith. So worry. Worry to some degree can help because maybe it'll help spring you forward, right? To in, into action. But if that's all we do, if there's no action to be able to grow and to perhaps be proactive and to, to uh, work towards your future, yeah, if it, worry consumes you, yeah, it can be horrible. In fact, it can physically affect you. It can cause stress and anxiety. And all of these things could harm us physically, especially maybe your heart, whatever it may be. But your blood pressure could go up. But God, Jesus especially, calls us to don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or drink. Those things will be provided. I'm not saying, though, however, that you can just sit at home and then by faith it will come because God, again, calls us into action. And sometimes, as we, like we talked about last week, there may be doors that open and doors that close, but we have to. Faith, faith calls us to move. But just like even the birds of the air, God cares for them. God cares for us in God's creation. So may you. Be reminded, worrying 
in, at, the, at the end of the day is futile. Life is based on faith and trust in God to care for us. And be mindful of the fact that worry can lead to doubting, to question our belief in God. As we move forward, what is it that you're seeking? What is it that you're putting your time that you are investing in all the time? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it something that draws you closer to God? And especially if it draws you closer to God, how can you be a witness in what you are doing moving forward? And be able to appreciate things daily. Be able to appreciate the fact that you're able to be in a car and driving. Or if you're somewhere not in Southern California, maybe you're in the mountains, be thankful you can appreciate, you can be able to breathe in that good, clean air. Be able to appreciate the fact that you have a bottle of water or a glass of water that is clean. Be appreciative of the fact that you lived another day. It's so much easier to look back and when we think about the good things that God has done in our life, it's a reminder that God cares and be reminded we don't have to worry. So, mindset. Be appreciative. Live and be present daily. And seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. May the Lord bless, lead, and guide you. And as we close our series next week, we'll be reminded that God has not abandoned us and that we can move forward together. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the fact that, Lord, you care for us, just as you care for the birds and even the flowers, Lord. We know that you love us even more. Father, where doubt and worry start to creep in, help us to be reminded, God, that it is you who provides for us. And as well, Lord, for those of us who are battling a, a physical challenge, Lord, or perhaps mentally and emotionally, we're just, we're exhausted, Lord. We need strength. We need renewal. Lord, as a provider, please provide for our needs. And Lord, whatever battles that we are facing, may they not consume us, but Lord, grant us courage and strength to overcome them. All these things we pray in your name. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Grace and peace. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.